Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Call 949 445 1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. 10.50 a.m. Don't forget that number. And for you young people who got here by accidentally fat-fingering your FM band selector, we're an AM radio station, and AM refers to more than just the time of day. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Do you know where you are? Well, you've done it now. You're listening to KCAA Loma Linda, your CNBC news station. So expect the unexpected. Have you lost your job? Have you lost a loved one? Are you exhausted caring for your parents, for your kids? Well, you can find immediate relief when you read Sheila Mack's new number one bestseller, Bootstraps and Bra Straps. It contains the boots formula to move from rock bottom back into action in any situation, especially right now. If life has knocked you down, pick yourself up with Bootstraps and Bra Straps. Get your copy at www.sheilamack.com today. Welcome to the Sheila Mack Show, reality at its finest. Here we have real people sharing real stories and actionable steps to help you reinvent, rebuild, and reboot your business and personal life on your terms. I'm your host, Sheila Mack, and today we have special guest, Tracy Lamore. Tracy is a high-profile international award-winning publicist, and she is the founder and managing director of Lamore Media Inc., a Universal Women's Network 2020 Woman of Inspiration winner for the Women in Media and the author of the upcoming book, Get Repped. So build your brand with effective public and media relations. Recently featured in the Hollywood Times, Tracy is an award-winning international publicist working across borders and across industries from major entertainment projects to small businesses. She is also a well-known longtime advocate of a myriad of important worldwide issues, passionate about amplifying important messages and being a voice for those who most need one. Recognized by media around the world for her 20-year campaign that ultimately helped free 
an innocent man from death row to her work getting clients major media attention. In addition to her Women of Inspiration Award, she is the winner of the first place Platinum and Hamilton Spec Spectator Reader's Choice for PR 2018 and for Diamond 2019. And in 2020, she was both a RBC Woman of Influence nominee and a nominee for the internationally prestigious- That's hard to pronounce. That was hard to pronounce. It's a long <laughs> intro. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you prestigious 2020 <laughs> yes now this next one talberg is that right yeah oh, it's like a norwegian award so it's like it's not canadian either i might stumble over too <laughs> but yeah i do things yes so tracy <laughs> has guested more than um 200 times on panels tv and radio shows and more so welcome to the show tracy hi sheila thank you so so much i've been watching your show so i'm loving it and i'm thrilled <laughs> to be on and Happy to be virtually in California. <laughs> yes, yes. So welcome. And one of the things that my show actually started from my new best-selling book, Bootstraps and Bra Straps, mm -hmm. the formula to go from rock bottom back into action in any situation. And we have had every situation that we couldn't even fathom when I wrote this book in 2019. So actually, I'd love to start with maybe if you have a time in your business or personal life where you had to overcome a difficult situation and how you got back on track. So, yeah, so for, so, you know, my sort of my whole origin story was I hadn't started a company. I wasn't even thinking about a career or anything like that. I was in sales and just, you know, entry level sales. I was an activist at heart and an advocate along with my husband, Dave Parkinson. And that's where we heard about this case of this man, Jimmy Dennis, who was saying he was factually innocent on death row in Philadelphia. We were activists, but not in anything like that. There was nothing to do. So somehow, but you know, we wrote a letter and and to him for some reason to see what, what is this information. When he wrote back 28 pages written on both sides with all the details, the compelling detail that convinced us from that moment that he was innocent, right there, that was a challenge. That, and it, it, it's a bit different from the way you were asking, but this is what came to my mind because it was a challenge that for 19 years we had no pay or anything this wasn't a business but that we thought we would never be able really everyone thought we were crazy that we would never be able to get past that there was no way our goal could be accomplished of freeing this person mm. wasn't gonna happen and it, it did happen and, and not only did it happen after 19 years but i learned a lot from that and the stuff that i learned the, 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 along that journey made me the person that i am today and in a weird way because it took 11 or 12 years for me to have a light bulb moment uh -huh. You know, where I thought, hey, wait a minute, I could actually, the skills that I've learned doing that, which I never would have wanted to get paid for, but the skills that I learned doing that, I could absolutely turn into, you know, a business, like helping other people find a voice. And then after that, there was a lot more challenges, because once I had that bright idea, I have my brain, I'm strategic, I'm smart, you know, I had the skills from doing that, but I had zero money. I didn't know the first thing about business, like, if I had known even a little bit about business, five years ago we would have been the biggest PR company in North America because <laughs> we're good on the front end but in terms of knowing how to build a business that was a huge challenge and how did yeah. I over like it just I just kept on acting like a freelancer I'm mm -hmm. 10 years in now with that impressive bio but for the first several years even after I formed a, a general partnership with my husband and we were a business really I was still just acting like a freelancer and then then finally Jane McCormick, my angel, my business consultant from the back end, she's also a client, has really taught me because every step of the way, as a friend would, she was saying, no, Tracy, you need to do this. Right. You're way above your weight. You you just have a big, you know, you're not doing things right mm. because you could be doing so much better for yourself. You're doing great for your clients, 
but you're not doing right for yourself and your wealth building in your and so that's been a real jump pricing mm-hmm. understanding pricing getting the confidence to, to price you know what i'm increasingly worth right. as a from that headspace where i was a telemarketer once mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is is been my biggest challenge learning to add the zeros to know what i'm worth right right yes that is that is a journey for many people that are um consultants coaches as well that everybody and then you forget to pay yourself when you first start you just love helping people and there's like how do i find that where i can help people or where it becomes so much time that i really need to charge a fair rate for my time or else i have to go have a job on in addition to helping people which doesn't make sense and that's why i talk about that when people ask me what my challenges were because i've only now understood recently that that's more universal than i thought Yes. You know, where, and that's, and and funny because I talk about self belief and confidence, but you hit the nail on the head. It's not just about believing. I've believed for a long time I'm I'm worth that. It's that other part. It's that realizing, because she said to me, you have, she literally said to me, you have to realize you are now the head of a, of a, of a, of a corporation Mm -hmm. that exists to make money for you and for the employees. You're not a charity. You can do charitable work yourself, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you can decide. But you have to get that headspace that no people come to me. This is business. It's a worthwhile, you know, otherwise it's too easy. People will, will walk all over us without meaning to. They right. don't even mean to. They don't even realize they are. If mm-hmm. we're always, you know, so that that was my challenge. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I, I totally get that. There's something about if you're providing a service that is giving somebody revenue, you need to be compensated for that. That's just, it's only fair. And depending how you structure things, it just makes so much sense because then they're motivated to keep working with you and, and they actually show up because there's a payment involved and all that. So it does make a difference in what the results also, because if you're not paying, it's free and then maybe you won't even take the advice. You got Exactly. You got to buy in and realize, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'd love to hear uh, more about your book, your up and coming book and, and some secrets maybe you can share with some of the people listening in that are starting out. I'm ordering your book because I love, I love the title. The title is like, and then from a career perspective, you know, I can already feel, you know, I've been reading about it, but yeah. So we're going to be a mutual admiration society in the book yes. world. I'll probably recommend yours in the future, yes. but um, yeah, mine is called get repped, build your, get repped, like, you know, with an exclamation mark, um, build your brand with effective public and media relations. So it teaches truth. It starts with the premise of what I speak on all these podcasts and TV and radio about primarily is why do, you know, I noticed that 80 or 90% of entrepreneurs don't have any conception of the of the media side of things in terms of how to access media the editorial versus advertorial they all know the advertorial but that's the opposite of how you need to be thinking and talking and pitching when you're trying to reach out to media to get a, a you know a, an appearance to sorts um so they really need to be thinking about that especially in the world now with all the platforms we have so we're talking mainstream media we're talking the rise of podcasts is another component of media blogs whatever so if you're not taking those opportunities to build your thought leadership, you know, that phrase thought leadership, somebody else in your industry is, and that doesn't, that's no matter what you do, whether you're, you know, plant flowers for a living, whether you're, you know, no matter what you do, somebody in your industry, and one one perfect example of this, really think about this, is my job is to make stars out of everybody. So if you're the luxury real estate agent, I make you the star agent. If mm-hmm. you're the chef, personal chef, I make you the star personal chef. I make myself the star publicist by all these appearances in media, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not, and but that's that, that's 
there's real worth to that because it makes investors take you more seriously, customers, you know, see you and get to know you and people like to work with people they know. And also it just differentiates yourself from the competition. So it's, yes. you know, it's, it's so important. It that's makes- what I talk about in my book. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that makes a lot of sense to get a book. And then if you can to to actually hire somebody in the industry to help you um, like yourself, because it's it's very important to have guidance. And, um, you know, whatever you do, you are marketing. If you are you're selling, if you have a business, I had gift stores years ago, I was marketing to get clients in my store, writing the book, as soon as that book is published, that's just the beginning. You have to market that book before it comes out, when it's out, and and going forward. And so say there's... it again, sister. You're so right because people get it, and I and I, I had to interrupt there because you know I know I'm as a writer how much heart and how much work and hope and passion you put into writing that book. And then I talk to writers all the time, and I can just feel their deflation because they put that book on Amazon and then they got five friends that bought it and nobody bought it. They don't understand that having that, no matter how much time, effort, money you spend, you're exhausted. I get it. But having that book, writing that book and then putting it on the shelf is literally, this is like truly like birthing a baby and then saying, well, that was so hard. I'm just not going to feed it now. Yes, exactly. You're literally starving it. So everything that you've done, it's for not, you know, I'm not, this isn't even not for PR. Some things you can do for yourself, you know what I mean? But other things, you know, it'd, it'd be obviously turbo if you PR. But in general, if you think that you just write a book and now, no. even if you got a publishing company that said they're going to do a press release, they, you know, like they do like one little thing, they don't, it gets you maybe SEO, but it doesn't get it. So there's work to be done there. And then that book can be your calling card. It can be your, your walk, you know, your, your anything, right? You can start like you speaking engagement podcast becoming right. a celebrity. And the, yeah. you know, the most famous one of the most famous um, people in the world right now, you'll laugh, is that woman who, what is her job? She's a closet organizer at mm-hmm. Marie Kondo, mm-hmm. right? And I mentioned that to like three or four podcasters. They were all men. And you know, I didn't even know her name right away. All these big guys, they all were like, oh yeah, yeah, Marie Kondo. So I said, see? Yes. How my, that was three. She is like more famous than half of the Hollywood celebrities. And what does she do? Organizes closets. But right. she was smart and strategic. Wrote a book and started doing media. Hmm. Yes. Yes. And it's it's so much work. And to have somebody help you with that is awesome because it is it is another full time job if you want to do it right. To have you know an assistant or somebody, and you need to have the plan. You need to have the steps in place or else you're not going to know what you're missing. And, that, and, and it's different. Like, I don't know, what did you experience during this uh, universal pause COVID as far as for PR and marketing for different people versus before? What, what has changed in the industry? So of course, you know, all of uh, the end, at first it was like a hard stop to 80% of our work. You know, all the stuff that was entertainment based, all the stuff that was travel based, we were supposed to be on a reality TV show, my husband and myself traveling, mm-hmm. you know, like be playing ourselves, the publicist with six fans traveling coast to coast or along the West Coast. And so a lot, you know, speaking engagements, all that stuff was a hard stop. So like most people, I was like, oh my gosh, everything I've just built is just going to be like, is am I going to be working at McDonald's doing orders next week? For the first two weeks, I was really worried. But then I thought, no, you know what? If I've lost 80% of my business, I still have 20%, like all of it. So go back to my desk, 
stop looking at the TV and start doing that 20% mm-hmm. and then start being strategic. Like I did at the beginning when it was just me and a you know, computer and no, in, and no money and nothing. And so how can I get, I started thinking about reaching out to authors. And so I started reaching out to some authors. Normally people are coming to me and they don't have to read, but I thought who will still need promotion? So I started reaching out, explaining what we just spoke, that if you have a book and you don't promote it, nobody's going to see it. Plus yeah. now in COVID, people can only watch so much Netflix. Maybe this will be the time people pick up books. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So initially I got some authors. And then I guess because people were losing their jobs or opportunity, they started thinking, other people thinking strategically, hmm, what can I do in this new world? As people started to do that, they started to find me to promote those things. So nice. a lot of people have new endeavors or people who had taken coaching training before or wanted to write a book before, but never did. They used this year to do that. And right. then they started coming to me to say, how do I, now what? And so in the end, you know, it's it's been always, you know, like I can never rest. I've always got to be looking to see what's next at the same time as I'm working. But mm-hmm. I've managed to sail through COVID pretty, I'm lucky, I'm, I'm blessed that the, that the world is my oyster. Literally anybody in the English speaking world can be a client. And I work across industries. So, you know, even a global pandemic that literally affects everybody, I was still able to find my yes. clients, but no travel. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't do a book tour, obviously, with everything on lockdown. So I did the virtual tours and that was kind of new. And so that's kind of picked up now. And now we're open in the U.S., so obviously we're able to start actually doing live events and book clubs and and fun things like that. I'll see you soon. Yes, <laughs> definitely I'm come to one of your book events. Yes, definitely. And I'm so happy because I mean, there's something about being in person that just you you have fun, and then the online has just expanded that. Where I have clients in South Africa, Canada, I have clients in Dubai that I work with a group and, and I have my um, going, some of my programs and courses are going on their platform there. And so it's really interesting how it expanded our world, but you had to be ready to make that shift and willing to do the work. And there was a lot of work. People don't realize, I think the work involved, um, could you kind of walk us through if you have a new client, what is the average time you put in as far as for PR repping, how does that work? So every client is different and it depends what they come to me with. If they come to me, you know, from another publicist and they just have a new a smooth, you know, it may be a smooth transition where we just pick up, but no matter how, even if they're, they're brand new, I'm able to hit the ground running. So pretty much if they have a bio, they send me their bio. They have a high res pictures. Send me your high, then if I just have your bio and your high res pics, I'm off to the races because mm-hmm. I've been doing this for so long and I'm so good. I'm, you know, like I've got so much good connections and right. that I can easily, you know, take, put together. And, and I only take on people who are, you know, they may not think they're hugely accomplished, but they are. I see the star in them, even if they're just, they think they're just the age and just that. So they're right. doing good things and I'm just putting it together. So it's no spin. It's not making it up. I'm mm-hmm. putting it all together, presenting, putting the frame around mm-hmm. their great work. Shine, like I always say, celebrate, elevating and celebrating, like shining a light on them. So very quickly, you know, I'm packaging that, you know, why you should, why they're the expert, the pitch. I would say life's a pitch. That's right. a P, not a B. Right. <laughs> um, so like, you know, that, that little pitch about why they're the good source. If they have zero media, like I had one client who literally came to me, 26 years old, a life coach, great, but on paper, nothing differentiate her from every other life coach, right? She had decided she was going to start sharing her personal experience, bipolar, and living successfully with bipolar. And then if people saw that, then they would understand that she had, you know, she had something to share. She had personal knowledge of. 
And so literally she hired me. I gave her a like, really good rate because she's just a young end and she, you know, and then, and then I started looking for opportunities and I didn't know, we hadn't even put together a press release. We hadn't, all I had was that bio and I'm just doing, but I'm looking through all the incoming stuff that, you know, you can see all these different, some of them you may know, Harrow's source bottles, some of them you may not, but there's all these things in my world that mm -hmm. I look at for everybody. And not even 12 hours after she hired me, I found Good Housekeeping magazine, wow. 150 year old iconic American magazine, the print issue. Uh -huh. was looking for a woman between 25 and, and 40 to share her experiences with bipolar. Oh. They did an interview with her, put her in the print. So literally her first thing out of the gate is uh -huh. a shiny print issue that you see at every drugstore counter around the world. Right. And so from there, you can imagine how that's elevated her. She yeah. gets any interview she wants, any speaking engagement about mental health, about whatever. Now, just as seen in good housekeeping, I'm not my mental illness. Right. Bam. Can't buy that. That's the advertorial versus the editorial versus exactly. right, You right. can't buy that. You can buy yeah. an ad in Good Housekeeping, but yeah. you can't buy that profile. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that makes all the difference. And it's a lot of work. If you try to do it on your own and you don't have the connections or who to send it to or the right format and wording and this and that, you need all that, somebody to help you put that together in order to even have it looked at. And it may be that you're incredible, but you'll be overlooked because it's not the right format. And it's too long, too short, or, you know, whatever it is. Or it sounds too advertorial because you can't get your head. And that's so true. And I even say, you know, even if people think they can't afford a publicist long-term, two things. I, because I do so much speaking to entrepreneurs, I've definitely put, I've put together two packages that any entrepreneur can afford. Mm -hmm. And I tell them at the beginning, you will, you will get this, you will get this, you will get this. And right. then we'll, you know, then we don't know what you'll get the rest of the time. Right. right? But, and so I put those together so that you're not, like, there is not that barrier that there normally is for high end PR. Mm -hmm. I mean, my resume is better, is as good or better than you're going to get at any, because normally you go to an agency, you'll talk to someone like me and then they put juniors on your account and they charge you a whole bunch. Right. Right. I literally put together like because i thought i don't want to just get people all excited and then say oh yeah, you can't afford it yeah, so right. i literally I'm, I'm passionate about this because it's built my it's changed my life it changes like mm -hmm. i have clients who tell me literally you changed my life and my business in six weeks Beautiful. one client said that specifically right. talking about investment in her case she mm -hmm. said you made investors take us more seriously but anyway so i say you can come to me even if you don't think you want to keep you know ongoing you can come to me for one month or for the first three months after that three months even if you walk away and never, you know, have, have me again, cause you've got your, by then you've got the pitch, right? We've written the pitch. You understand what the pitch is now. Mm -hmm. You under, your mind is literally like, Whoa, now you understand how you're being presented mm -hmm. and you can then do, and then you'll have a bunch of articles about you, a bunch of podcast interviews, a bunch of maybe radio TV, depending on you and your story and everything's different. And then if you want to say, Hey, you know what? I'm good. You could walk away. And then, then now you've got the pitch. All you got to do is say, Hey, about Sheila, here's the 15 articles Sheila's been in that Tracy's got, you know, and then you don't even need Tracy because you've built that credibility, right? Mm -hmm. Most of my clients, they prefer to keep me because then they're like, no, no, more of that. <laughs> so they yeah. can keep doing their job. Right. That's the key. And then I can bring them. But even if you're just building and you're just, you know, you think you still want to do everything yourself because you just don't have the money, you have more time than money. Invest instead of buying a couple of ads that are probably ineffective because mm -hmm. how many customers do they really? I mean, you do need advertising, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, yeah. you know, it's not your, don't put all your eggs in the advertising basket because mm -hmm. I've seen people who pay 1500 bucks for a nice, pretty ad, but then they won't even realize, hey, for like that same money, you can get a publicist for a month. I'm going to write three articles about you, get you four <laughs> into like, 
Right. But you don't know. Once you know, you're like, oh my God, why didn't I know? <laughs> and that's what Sheila's sharing with you here, everybody. Yes. Call me. <laughs> Definitely. It is, it is night and day. And I I literally, you know, I found people to help me along the way. I got very lucky. And with that, it was really interesting because they were like, no, Sheila, you have to be the talent. You can't be the publicist and the marketer and the, you can't do everything. Especially you, in entertainment when you're the face yeah. of the host. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't do it. And I was like, oh, uh, because when you're new and you're just starting out, it's like, oh, can't I? Why not? And then I understand now because the hours before I started getting some help early on, the hours I was putting in was ridiculous. And then you're not able to really serve your clients fully or, you know, exactly. just do what you need to like do. You're, exactly. You're not, you're no longer doing the business. If you're creative, you're no longer spending the time doing creating. If you're in business, you're no longer serving your clients. You're now learning my business. Right. You know, right. it's the, you know, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, I had to learn as, you know, we all have that balance. What can I do myself and what can I not? But what, like you said, with PR, and I, I, clearly you know what you're talking about when it comes to this, like, because 90% of entrepreneurs don't, because yeah. you said so many things in there that, that I would normally say if you hadn't, which are things like, I mean, you can burn with media. You can absolutely, you got a limited, you got a whole world of media. However, right. your local media, you've got a very limited pool. You got your radio, you got your couple TV, you know, maybe a newspaper if you're lucky, maybe two. So that you're, they will never open stuff from you again if mm. you start giving them advertorial stuff. So that's right. why I've literally heard, and I, at first I was like, that's not very nice. I've seen media say to entrepreneurs, that's nice, send, get your publicist to send it to me. And the entrepreneur was like, because they're like, they don't want to deal. Media's dealt with so many entrepreneurs that don't understand giving good sound bites, that don't understand what media needs, that they don't want, they don't have time to educate everybody and whatever. You know, they want someone who knows to get in, to not be advertorial, to say your piece, to leave, boom, now you're in their Rolodex and you'll be called forever. But yeah. how do you get there? You know? Exactly. Yes. And it's, it is a learning curve. And I, I, I've learned a lot on the journey and lots of <laughs> mistakes and rewrites and this and that as I went. And, and I think, and I'm still definitely learning as I grow and, and um, continue, but it really does make a difference. So now what, if somebody is starting out and they're just, I, I actually am interviewing an author later on today and, and he's got an incredible book. He's got uh, all kinds of well-known people are, um, doing his, you know, how they sign up and they write like the, the nice things yeah. in the back. Yeah. Oh yes. I mean like very famous people, super duper. So he's going to do very well. The book is incredible, but you know, it's like, where does he start? How does he get started? Cause he's, this is all new. He's good at what he does. Incredible person it's because I know him personally, but um you know, so that's somebody like that. Where does somebody start when you're just starting out? And when do you actually contract with a PR person to get the best results? So with me, I'll answer the second part of the question first. The second part is the when. A lot of people think it has to be, you know, when your book comes out. And that, I mean, that's true. Like, obviously, you want this. Ideally, you want them to have the, say, you know, the link to the book so they can go buy it if they're interested. However, it can be starting earlier. It can be a longer campaign. Because from my perspective, my job is, your job is the sale of your book the, or, or the sale of whatever of the water your company sells or whatever, right? That's your job or your sales and marketing. My job is to build your, your credibility and gravitas behind you so that when you open your mouth, to sell that book or to sell that whatever, 
it's already they Google you and you're oh, well, Tracy who with two hundred. Oh, well, clearly, oh Sheila, she, you know, so they know. Or that or when that investor, you know, like she's not the author, but the investor when they say you're a beautiful, pretty deck, that everybody's gorgeous in the deck. But when they go and Google you and there's nothing, or they go and Google you and there's five articles about how the industry is excited because this is innovative and how you're a power lady and the blah blah blah. That makes all the difference. Same with an author. And if it's an author, but I don't know if this is a fiction book or a nonfiction book. But prim- is it a fiction book or a nonfiction? Nonfiction. So primarily, I work. Yeah, fiction is completely different. Fiction, we're yeah. focusing on the book and the story, and that's different, right? And then reviews of the book and blah. But with a nonfiction book, that's my game because yeah. we're focusing again. It's it's about a person, and right. that author is an expert. There's mm-hmm. so many stories there before we even open the cover of the book, right? Like, why is this author even writing this book? Why mm-hmm. is he passionate about that subject? Who is he that, and what brought him to that subject? And so tell me about you and yourself and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that I would profile him. I would go to, there's some different series. You should call me. I'm already, I'm already strategizing. <laughs> but I mean, just to give an, as, as an example, though. Yes. As an example, though, right? There's right. there's a whole bunch of different. You, all I know right now is the nonfiction author, and, and he's obviously credible, and he has people paying attention. Yes. So I know right there that I could pitch to my editor at Authority Magazine, for example, which does series. One of their series is how to write a book that changes the world, mm. other or no, a book that sparks a movement. Other mm. series is they have several series specifically aimed at authors. They have other series about things like how to five ways to become a thought leader. So yeah. we would, I would say, hey, I'm gonna, you, I would say, send to this author, my new client, whoever, this is a, a list, this is one thing, this is the first step, right? This is a bunch of series that Authority Magazine is doing, which is then picked up constantly by Thrive Global, which is Ariana Huffington HuffPost. Yeah. And there's great SEO and background, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so right there, you're going to get a feature. It's going to be a big picture of you saying, I have the pleasure of sitting down with, you know, Tracy Lamoria, leader in her field, whether I have been or not in the past. Mm-hmm. And then they ask me 18 questions and blah, blah, blah. Then this nice article comes out, boom. That goes up. That's the first thing I did for my client. It said I changed her business in her life. Whether you're an author or you're a startup, I get you featured. You taught you profile, right? Not as the human talking about what you're doing. And mm-hmm. then there are several other places to do that too. So now there's that. And then of course the book, we're going to be promoting the book and getting in book reviews. And like the book is going to live its own promotional life. And right. the author lives a different promotional life where we're reaching. So I say it doesn't matter at what point, you know, because I want to build his, he's an expert. Like it matters in terms of going and getting the immediate sales. So that's his decision mm-hmm. if he wants to wait. But in terms of if he wants to get me on six months instead of three and start building up all these media appearance, get quoted in readers, because not only do I do this profile, but I'm always seeing incoming like that Reader's Digest, that good housekeeping mm-hmm. that I've gotten my clients in Oprah magazine, in, like without even doing a press release, just incoming saying, oh, my client fits that article you're going to do. Yeah. Oprah Magazine, The New Yorker, New York Times, The List, mm-hmm. Reader's Digest. I mean, the list goes on, you know, like, so at the same time as I'm, pro- I'm writing articles about him where I can, pitching mm-hmm. him to get interviewed, I'm also forever seeing all these opportunities until I know whatever he's an expert in or things that he knows from his personal life he might be quoted in Reader's Digest. Could be just one little part of an article, but mm-hmm. Reader's Digest is the author of blah, blah, blah. By the end of a month, we have all of these nice things lined up so then when we reach out to, you know, the New York Times, yep. we have eight things exactly. where he's already been profiled. Like in the, we're not, they're not starting from scratch exactly. and we're not trying to convince them. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That this person who just wrote a book. Exactly. I mean, yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Like for my book, I actually did the cover first and started sharing about that and writing articles about a year before the book came out. So Google me and I'm all over the place. I'm number one on everything, you know, and it's like, but that, I like you, you good. <laughs> that's, that's how it happened. And, and so I started way in advance and actually I was working with somebody and he was like, you can write a book in a month. Well, then I ran into a bigger publisher and he was like, no, I want to work with you. It's a book and a brand. And I was like, what's that? And, and so it just kind of grew and it took longer and that was fine, but it worked out. So I don't exactly. think it's too soon to start getting, getting your name. Yeah. Out. Like, I mean, I, cause I've been, I didn't start doing these podcasts to promote my book. I just started talking about PR. Some of them will say, well, when's your book coming out? Should we yeah. wait till that? I'm like, eh, eh, you know, I right. don't even care because they'll find me. If they find me, they'll find my book later if they're interested, if they're whatever, I'm not worried yeah. about the immediate sale. It's about building and what what's happened as a result, like you said earlier too, with mm-hmm. COVID, another excellent point you made. It's actually opened up a ton. As much as I cry, oh, I have missed out my travel opportunities. Right. I don't have these marketing, uh, not marketing, these you know networking events, and I haven't gone to all these conferences that are so fun and palm trees. But as a result, we brilliant people have all of us have managed to find ways to make connections, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've done all those podcasts that I probably wouldn't have spent time doing all this. And then I didn't even realize I was doing them just because I was realizing how valuable they were to people. It was building my brand. People telling me, "Oh, I heard you on that. I'll hire you." But also that that came later. At first, it was just yeah. I was piling these up, and I'm like, "Hey, if you want to hear what I do, go." Late. It just made it easy. Go click on what yeah. I do instead of me explaining. And then I started getting customers from it, and now I realize. On the other side that I've done 180, when I realized, she lied. I suddenly realized, wow, I, without meaning to, mm-hmm. I literally created another career. So yeah. even though podcasts, I'm not getting paid for and everything like that, TV appearances, you don't. If I wanted to on the other end of COVID, which is now for you guys and me, maybe next week, <laughs> if I wanted to on the other end of COVID, and I, it's, I'm, I love the travel, so I will be doing some of this. I could be doing, le- I mean, I love PR. I'm never going to stop doing the work because I'm used to see how passionate I am about it. And I'm good at it. So I, I can't get out of the game because I create stars. I got to keep doing yeah. it. But if I wanted to do less of that work, the desk work and, all, and then, you know, strategy work and more just flying in somewhere, getting on a stage, talking about this like I am to you for an hour, getting paid 5,000 bucks and going home. Exactly. I could start doing speaking and I can literally start. I mean, that was never my thing. I don't even know that well. But I mean, uh, clearly anybody who looks at my 200 hours of speaking about this, who's not going to put me on a stage now, right? And then I'm going to start setting my price. So if I wanted, I could stop doing that completely and just start talking about like Marie Kondo probably doesn't do much closet organizing now. But right. she probably still really loves it. So once in a while she does. But she does mostly speak. So see, I without even meaning to, so any which any entrepreneur can do if they were like that, 
because I'm like you turboed about it. I just went went for the gusto and I just do yeah. things. Like mm-hmm. so now if I wanted to be like, yeah, that was a fun 10 year career in PR. Now I'm Tracy the PR, you know, educator. Five thousand yeah. dollars for an hour, please. I'm going home. Done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Know? So there are things have opened up for us that if we're smart, so long story short, it, you and me are not, I mean, we're clearly smart and strategic. We're not better than everybody else in the world. We're just smart, strategic, we're good at what we do, and we take those opportunities, and we believe in ourselves to take those opportunities, mm-hmm. and that's really the key, and that's what they mean when they say half of everything is just showing up, like, exactly, say yeah. yeah. <laughs> say, say yes, yes. And the opportunity show what you can do, up. say yes, I always say yes, I did a whole year of travel and speaking internationally before the book, and for um, just my consulting, and I had a blast, it's a lot of work, but I wanted to travel. And so there is that. And then I was doing events in Las Vegas and California. And those are my two events. I have two homes. And so those are where I do my events. And because I got tired after seven years of traveling full time and speaking, yeah. and traveling and working, I said, now they have to come <laughs> to me. You or go I'm- the other way around. Me, I'm like, please send me everywhere. I've been in my basement for 10 years. I mean, I'm going to parties, but I mean, yeah. now I'm like palm trees. Um, <laughs> but it's funny because 2019, when I was like not nine different business trips with eight clients, five countries, four continents. And do you know what's really funny? Other than LA, which I was regularly going to already, none of the places that I went to were particularly on my top five bucket list. They were all, they were places that I went to for projects, right? Um, and I learned so much and had so much. I'm talking about Malta. I'd never thought about Malta. Under yeah. Italy, you know, I would have thought about five other places before Malta. But right. oh my God, I learned stuff. I had so much fun. Same with Jamaica. Same with, so like it's, uh, it was kind of neat just to like go, like you said, say yes. Mm-hmm. See where the world takes you outside of your own plans. Yes, exactly. Yes, I've been very happy with that. Now, could you share maybe a little bit about um, your favorite chapter in your new book coming out? What's your favorite part? Um, yeah, so I, I I think there's a couple. Like at first, I was just thinking because it was asked to by my publisher, who I, was a client that I had built her brand and her book. She said, "Write the book on PR, basically." So first, it was a, very strictly aimed at the. Uh, as she asked, at the, at the entrepreneur, how to build their brand. And so there's that whole section, first explaining why you need to, and then what a publicist does, and how you choose a publicist. And also some things you can do by yourself with tips you can do of how to do those things if you're, if you're definitely by yourself and then when you need a publicist and how to choose a publicist and then there's a section at the back that I just started to add just like should you be a publicist because I built this out of my own self right and people in marketing people in sales people in it's different from PR but we're a cousin of PR they can get their heads around editorial versus advertorial pitch and all these things you can certainly segue into PR and you might be like well like now I mean I couldn't I'm so grateful I found this literally when it's not COVID my my I'm accessing a I never went to school because I shouldn't have my life a life that 80% of the time might be desk work and strategy, but the other 20% is flying to exotic places and palm trees and VIP parties and celebrities. Right. What? Right. what? How can I do this? Yeah. Because I do the other part because I care, you know, because that doesn't phase me. I because I because the celebrities to me they're all like celebrity gets the same treatment as a as a you know client as the whatever you know what I mean. So exactly. anyway, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's. I forgot the question now, but 
<laughs> yeah, so your favorite part, your favorite part in the book or favorite focus point in the book. Uh, oh, the favorite. I think it might be, yeah, I was thinking I was going to, like, it's all valuable, but I think a fun part to write and a, a part that's fun for me is that part where the end part, the should you be, you know, what would it, could you be a publicist? I'm not saying go to school for it. Yes. I didn't. I'm saying this is, you know, like, could you be? Like, re could you reinvent your life too? You know, right. could you just, and then, and, then I, and then I haven't even started writing that part really yet, except for mm -hmm. the framework about it. But that's, that's yeah. I'm really having fun with that because I think it opens up possibilities for other, you know, for people. Right, definitely. Because it is an interesting, I think it takes years, actually. I'm sure like it took you years to build what you're doing because you have to know your contacts and who to connect with to get people where you want them, um, you know, for their exposure and this and that. But it's definitely, if you if you've done that a long time, it's definitely something, you know. That, I mean, I actually I took over. I'm publishing publishing a magazine that the the person passed away and they gave me that job. So now I work with a. It's an international magazine company, but it's a local. So I just do the local. Um, magazine and so it's interesting because it's, it is connected and it's fun but it's it's like okay I said yes I wasn't even looking at all so it's funny how that happens saying yes makes all the difference and now I have a question for you if you could go back in time to when you were younger like maybe a young girl 10 years old let's say what would you tell yourself Oh man. So it's, I was going to say, believe in yourself, but in some ways I always did. Like I always had attitude and I always had confidence, even though I was always the, the fat girl or the younger, you know what I mean? I never let that. So, but at the same time, I also internalized, like I, I didn't have confidence at the same time as I had confidence. And now mm -hmm. I look back, like, of course, you know, like I'm looking back, I'm 51 now. I was just going through some pictures that I found and literally in a box over there yeah. from when I was 21, literally 2021. 20, and I'm like, she looks cute to me. Right. And I was thought, but I was embarrassed of the way I look. I thought, I'm looking at these pictures going, so clearly our perception of ourselves differs. You know what I mean? So I don't know if now I think I'm old and I look different, or then I look, or which one of me is totally spun, you know, but one of those minds is completely wrong, <laughs> you know. So believe, like, I, so I believed in myself to some extent, but not really. Like, and I would say, to, I would say to myself to learn more, like, you know, going to business. I thought business was bad, and I probably had a Mr. Burns perception of people in yeah. business. And as a young activist, I still, I'm still reminding myself that's not true because I continually meet people now that I'm at a different level, and those people are my friends, people in business like myself, who relate to us on the same things that I did, and are thinking the things that we did in the activist life was great. And back then, I didn't see that. You know, so I think the same way business people look at advocates and activists too. We have a completely misunderstanding of that mindset of you know. So I'm still learning. Yeah, like, you know, perception is everything. Right. And that's that's what I would, I always knew that, but I learned that the older I get, the more I learn that. Mm -hmm. And I tell that to everybody, you know, my clients that are in politics, in the, I don't have any currently, but in the old, it'd be like, you know what? I used to say when I was trying to get somebody elected, I said, we were best friends. I said, you know what? When you're elected, you're not going to like me so much. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, because right now we're on the same team. I'm all for you. I'm plotting you. I'm pushing you. But when you get elected, which is our goal, you're going to then be surrounded by different people, different voices. You're still going to talk to me. I know you're not saying you're not, but all of a sudden it's human nature. You're going to hear different arguments. You're going to, some yeah. of those arguments are going to make sense. Some of those other things and some of those things as an activist, I'm not going to be on board with. Exactly. I'm going to be like, 
and I'm going to be calling you on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be putting your feet to the fire because that's who I am. And, you know, but I mean, never like a crazy person. I mean, I always, I was always, but I mean, I'm ethical and honest and moral. My thing won't change. Your perception might, and I'm not saying you're bad, but my perception might too if I go into politics. Right. Everybody, we hear different things. We see different things. We take different things into account. We know, and that's what we have to understand that things aren't other than like anti-racism or slavery or mm-hmm. things like that. Most things are not absolutes. Obviously, the things like that are absolutes, but a lot of things are not absolutes. We think they are. Right. Right. So I also did politics in a way, and it was funny. So we, we have so much in common that way. So for me, I was invited by my best friend's husband was running for assembly in, in the 44th district in La Cunata, California. And with that, I was helping out a little bit as a friend. And it was really funny because they said, what's, I was doing activism. I guess I was, I was campaigning for equal education for all, for getting all our schools to give every single child, regardless of your zip code, really fair and equal education, which we still don't actually have today, but I worked 20 years on that. And so that was me. And I said, well, my party, he said, what's your party? And I said, I'm free spirit. I didn't even know the names of the parties at that point. I was so young, but it's, it was working with people and having fun. And, and that's really marketing. It's a campaign. It's when you're, when you're doing a book campaign or a a film campaign or for a business, it's all the same. It's a campaign. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of work to get the message out. And when you think you're done, it's more, but it can start with grassroots efforts and then go forward from there. And that- And then you'll be shocked. You don't even know where you'll find yourself. Like all of a sudden, boom, someone's doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that that definitely makes a difference. And I'm not political at all really right now, but- Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I've had enough of that, I'm telling you. It's, it's it went too stupid and people went too crazy. I don't even mean just, just people and that, that oh, I don't- you know, until people start listening to each other and stop mm-hmm. screaming so much at each other, which I think in, in general, in everything right now, we're not listening. We're looking, especially when you took the political realm in the last year, oh, people yeah. are looking before they even meet or, or ask each other's names. You're looking to see if my hair color or that thing behind you signifies anything that mm-hmm. I might agree, disagree with so I can throw rocks at you. You know, yeah. this is what people are like looking for things that they are going to disagree with so they can yell before mm-hmm. they think about the things they agree. So in that kind of environment, there is no politics. There right. is no way to, you know, you, even the one people that I, or even politics or people or whatever that you believe in, they, the best of them cannot function in that environment. Because right now, like, the political game is not the issues or the, uh, to some extent like this, it's the issues, to some mm-hmm. extent like this, it's your constituents. But the rest of your bigger job seems to be your job is to like, Rep your party. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about candidates, whatever it is. And the party, it's not what it's about. The party was supposed to be a framework for getting things done. And now it's like, it's like they're all cults. You know what I mean? Like politics. And I'm talking about the, the political party that I supported, the NDP, the lefty party. I, I call them all cults now because when you try to challenge any of them internally, externally, whatever you're told, oh, it's not the time to challenge. Oh, I can't. But, right. you know, I got, I got involved with politics. Yeah when I did to make change about things I cared about, not to get to care about what team is winning or what shirt, the guy, blue shirt, red shirt, or in Canada, yellow, red, or. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on humanities team. I'm like, I'm, I'm for the kids exactly. was for education and children. I, I adopted three children, had three of my own. So I, I had children as my, my, my passion, my heart. And I just wanted to make a difference for every child. And so for me, that was where 
I'm at and still at today is that, that, that really matters to me because that's our children are our future. Yeah. And politics is disappointing when you're cause oriented. Yeah. The cure, the cure to all this crazy stuff we're going through right now and, and all these other, you know, cancers, everything is in a child that may be denied a fair and equal education. That's That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, That's powerful right there. And so everybody, if we give everybody a chance, it's really for everybody. It benefits humanity. You just gave me chills thinking that because even it just made me think on a different topic, but about the, you know, the 20 years I spent with the Jimmy Dennis case who's mm-hmm. now freed and he's, you know, making beautiful music and speaking for justice and everything. But mm-hmm. honestly, when you know Jimmy Dennis, you know, like, no, like, come, and he's out, like, forget, you know, the story about the musician or the wrongful conviction or whatever, but like, I am literally blown away at the loss that we almost had in this world. Yeah. That somebody wrongfully convicted and made a mistake or whatever happened, you know, whatever you believe, whether it was an accident or however, because I mean, it was factually innocent. We know that he was wrongfully convicted and he was factually mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever turn of events, people, whether it was, you know, that happened, the, 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 uh, the corruption that wrongfully convicted him, it is just mind blowing to me. Right. And we could, the lot, like people don't even know you're going to, people will know as soon as lots of stuff is happening. But the loss that we would, it, just as a person, too, I'm talking about as an ethical, good, like strong person who's doing amazing things for his family as well as bigger things in the world, we would have lost and never even known about it. Right. You know, but we managed to fix that. How many other people, just like how many children, mm-hmm. that is everything is in their head to change us all. Just like Jimmy Dennis is, you know, she inspired so many and changed us all. How much are we losing by right. not giving kids education, by not having an equal pay field, by not making sure the justice system is fair, by right. not making sure all of these little things that whoever, you know, little patches, Big, 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 they're all big things, little patch, little pieces of a bigger patchwork of inequality and injustice, right? Yeah. So whatever, if you're listening and whatever your passion is, whatever your heart guides you to do will make a difference in every area. It it just, it makes a difference. So keep never doing- even thought about it like that. It's all interconnected. I never even thought about that. We're trying to, you're fixing one little thing and you don't even know the ripple that it's having because you did that. And mm-hmm. now there's this that you may never even see. Exactly. Oh, you gave me chills with that. <laughs> telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let's get back now to your book. Um. So this is coming out. Do you have a date yet? Or um, we were saying early summer, but it's all me. My publicist, my publicist, my publisher is like, mm, let's go. So yeah, I'm finishing up. I, I pulled a couple things back because I wanted to um to add some things to it that I learned during COVID. So there's a chapter that I would never would have thought about pre-COVID, which is after you've done all that great work to build your brand. And some people just bleed all over their social media page and ruin all that 20 years of work. So whether that's with political, right. not so night, whatever, or whether it's with mental distress or whether it's with mm-hmm. a lot of people this year, I saw a lot of things on Facebook and stuff that I, even people that I had respected that had done lots of work building their brother had done good work in a public forum that I'm looking at their pit going, not plans, yes. looking and going, back away from the computer. Like I'm actually sad because I know how much work goes into exactly. building a public presence. And you don't, I don't know if you realize what you just did or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you, I'm about after you've gathered, you've done all this work. Now all the media is looking at you. You've got media on your page. You've got all mm. these people, you know, you've done all that good work. And then you literally, oh, like all I can say is bleed all over your page and it's gone. Right. So try to put some advice in about how not to do that. That's so important. And I think people were, were in so, so much fear that. Fear and distress. Yeah. Hides. And it's, 
and Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say, you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. So sometimes it's what inside, what's inside and, and that's what's coming out and it, from fear. And so, you know, for, for my family and I, we did different things. We're like, okay, how do we help? How do we share about 211? Right. Learn how to manage, learn how to, yeah, if you realize these things, yeah. And so it, it just depends where you're at and, and where your heart is, but it'll show up, especially when you're put to the test. And so that's, that's kind of interesting how that happens. And it, it does kind of mess up the good work <laughs> that you put in with the PR, definitely. So now how do people contact you for, if they wanted to get uh, maybe information on signing up for PR, how does that work? Yeah, or even just a little, you know, uh, happy to do a little free 30 minute consult where we can mm -hmm. talk specifically about what they do and get their head around why, you know, why it matters for them and what, what they could expect if they made the jump. No hard sales here. I would just literally right. educate them and talk about it. So yeah, they can reach me at Lamori Media, so L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E media.com or uh, LinkedIn is a great place to connect with me, Tracy Lamori, uh, Facebook too, Tracy Lamori. Uh, Instagram is Tracy Lamori PR Media. And I'm the only Tracy Lamori. It's a really rare last name. So you can just Google me and find me and reach out to me in any of those platforms. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And when your book comes comes out, you're welcome to come back and share about it again as well. So thank That'd you. Be awesome. Yes. And for those tuning in, we'll be back after these messages. Stay tuned. Announcing a special two-part feature interview with marketing legend Jay Abraham. Mark your calendars for the Monday after Father's Day, June 21st, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on NBC's Sheila Mack Show on KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no listener behind. We are back on KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no listener behind. I'm your host, Sheila Mack, here on the NBC Sheila Mack Show, and I have a special treat for you. I'd like to share with you the Boots formula. This is the formula I've created to go from rock bottom back into action in any situation. Take a listen. Chapter 1. Overview of the Boots formula. In December of 2017... I lost my house, my car, and my cat due to a fire. It sounds like a country music song, but that was my reality. And yet another rock bottom situation after a long period of doing really well. I had just finalized a divorce, purchased a new car, and moved into a house that I bought for myself and one of my kids to live in while she went to college. I put all my savings into it closed escrow on November 3rd, and spent some time making it beautiful, more for my kid than for myself. I was cash poor but proud to finally get into a nice home again. A month later, I had a late meeting with a client and was then called to check on an issue with a vacation rental cabin I was running up in the hills. I was frustrated with the delay, thinking, I'm so tired and I've been working so hard, I just want to go home to my new place and sleep. Later, I realized that delay was a protection, and I was grateful for the sole reroute, even if it was initially beyond my understanding. As I drove back, I saw the flames of the huge Thomas Fire in Ventura that ended up burning for close to a month and spread over 280,000 acres. The hills near my house were burning, 
Twenty-foot flames leapt into the air, which was thick with choking black smoke and soot. I felt sick to my stomach when I saw the extent of the fire. As I got closer, I was told that I had to evacuate my home. I rescued my cat and got a few things together, but the power was already out, so I grabbed paperwork and pictures, anything I could shove into a box in the dark. Some of my neighbors were in denial, refusing to leave until the firefighters came through issuing mandatory evacuations. They thought it was a little fire over in the hills. They hadn't been on my drive home. They didn't know it was one of the biggest fires in California history and the largest I'd ever seen in my life. I drove back to the little prefab mobile home that I was renting out through a vacation rental service. One of the units was empty but it wasn't finished. It had a toilet and a kitchen, but it didn't have a shower or many of the other things it needed to make it livable. It was maybe 400 square feet, and that's where I unloaded all the boxes of stuff that were now my only earthly possessions. The next day, one of my friends came over to help me, and when she opened the door, the cat I had rescued ran out the door. She was so freaked out by the move that she just bolted and never came back. We couldn't find her, even with a microchip. Shortly after that, my car was totaled in an accident, and my descent to rock bottom was complete. By this time, I was able to get back into action in record time, using a formula I had learned from all the other waves in life. The Boots Formula I've had an interesting life. It hasn't been easy, but I'm not complaining, and I'm not a victim. I've had a lot of rock bottoms, a lot of downs, but a lot of ups as well. I mean, how many 10-year-olds get to meet the president? I'll tell you that story later in the book. Through it all, I had to learn how to go from rock bottom to rock solid. If you are just tuning in, this is Sheila Mack, host of NBC's Sheila Mack Show here on KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no listener behind. And today, I have a special gift for beautiful, authentic you. For a free Boots meditation and mini introduction to the Boots Formula course, go to www.sheilamack.com slash Boots Meditation. That's www.sheilamack.com slash boots, B-O-O-T-S, meditation, and enjoy your free gift, which is a free boots meditation class, as well as a mini introduction to the boots formula course. Enjoy. I'm your host, Sheila Mack. I'm giving you some homework. Grab a copy of my bestseller, Bootstraps and Bra Straps, to learn the formula to go from rock bottom and back into action in any situation. E-Digits. Lock them in for more information, recreation, and guaranteed fun. KCAA, 1050 AM. In today's Ag News from Agnet West, Cal OSHA revises the COVID ETS. More after this. World Ag Expo online is focused on dairy in June. Go to worldagexpo.com to visit the digital show and see the latest in dairy and livestock exhibitors, plus more than 15 free seminars. 
Register for a free My Show Planner account now and plan your viewing schedule. For more information, visit us online at worldagexpo.com. See you in June for everything dairy at World Ag Expo online. First tattoo, huh? Yep, I wanted to read Tough on Whitefly, Easy on Bees. What's the story behind that? Well, on my farm, I use this powerful stuff from BASF called Safina Inscalis Insecticide. Sorry, it's gonna sting. So, Safina Insecticide? It's strong on white flies and quickly limits disease spread, but gentle on bees. Gentle on bees? Yeah. They're the bee's knees. Be strong and gentle with Safina Insecticide. Ooh, always read and follow label directions. The state officially reopened on June 15th, but masks and social distancing requirements were still up in the air for employees as the California Occupational Safety and Health Administration Standards Board had yet to make revisions to its standard. However, as long as employers verify the vaccination status of employees, masks can come off. After a couple failed attempts to revise the COVID-19 emergency temporary standard, the board approved the revision and the governor signed it into law. A few key changes to the standard include vaccinated employees no longer need to wear a mask. Outdoor employees also don't need to wear a mask regardless of their vaccination status. Most physical distancing and barrier requirements have been lifted. Employers must verify the vaccination status of their employees. And according to Kalosha, employees can self-attest to their vaccination status or provide a vaccination record from the provider who gave the vaccination. Reporting for Agnet West, I'm Danielle Leal. Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Do you know where you are? Well, you've done it now. You're listening to KCAA Loma Linda, your CNBC news station. So expect the unexpected. How you doing? This is Gary Garver. In today's society, the majority of people are not getting enough sleep. I know I'm not. If you're like me and having problems getting a good night's rest, whether it's health or stress related, I have a solution for you. South Pacific Sleep Lab. South Pacific Sleep Lab will do an evaluation of your sleep pattern and will provide a comprehensive study so you can start getting a restful, peaceful night of sleep. They take all types of insurance, which will cover your cost of the evaluation, and they will even provide transportation to their offices at no cost to you. For more information, contact Tony at 310-999-1887. That's 310-999-1887. Tony even stays awake all night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so you can sleep better and rest easy. South Pacific Sleep Lab, start feeling better and getting a great night of sleep today. Hello, health seekers. It's John Harrison with Dolmacha. Looking for green tea powder to add to your hot and cold beverages, smoothies, and shakes? Dolmacha matcha green tea from Japan is a great choice grown on our farms in Kagoshima and Kyoto, Japan, where matcha green tea originated. Dolmacha great tasting, good for you. Dolmacha brand matcha green tea you can use every day for that nice pick-me-up without the jitters of coffee. Try our Dolmacha brand matcha green 